0: You're with Julian on the Brown Notes and a 4K review of Casino, as I mentioned. Having acquired a large TV, I've gone back and watched a lot of widescreen classics. Um, and the only new movies I've got to review, uh, 65 and Shazam 2, I just, I just don't even want to watch. So, a classic. Uh, Casino. Now, Martin Scorsese's position in the populist culture as he is today isn't actually where he was for a moat for half his career so he went through the 70s and one of his first films was mean streets and it was a gangster movie and very high octane a pioneer of sound jukebox soundtracks which goodfellas and pulp fiction and reservoir dogs all sort of can can equally claim uh ownership of at the start of the 90s um but he did it with mean streets one of his first films which is a very low budget film still had uh robert de niro and harvey cartel in very prominent two lead roles and a masterpiece but for someone that's so associated with gangster films particularly mafia films he never made another one for 20 years And his path through the 70s really sort of became a cultural touchstone of very austere, bleak, and often poetic, but very, very dark films like Raging Bull and Taxi Driver that weren't, you know, they weren't Jaws box office films, um, but they had an enormous impact on filmmaking culture. And through the, the 80s, he kind of carried on making great films that people just didn't really like so now people say the king of comedy i think that was his film that followed raging bull now people say that is an incredible film and very influential particularly with the joker movie with joaquin phoenix and and so on and people love them now but at the time he'd he kind of tapered away to nothing and almost came back with um jobs for hire like the color of money and cape fear which were his probably at that time two biggest box office successes but critics would say you know it's not comparable to his um self penned work these were you know you you've got no more money to make films really because you've gone up a cul-de-sac and will give you a lot of money to make these high octane Reboots. one was a reboot of the hustler one was a straight remake of cape fear i've always thought the color of money was terrible um but cape fear i think absolutely outdid the original which was iconic but not amazing but everything changed when he did goodfellas for me i would put that ahead of the godfather and once upon a time in america as the greatest gangster film of all time and that changed everything because it was so rock and roll it was really easy to like there's nothing easy to like about taxi driver or raging bull these are dark films and even though the subject matter of goodfellas was dark it was so funny and playful and charismatic that even though joe pesci was the worst human being that had ever been invented up until that point he was a delight (laughs) it was and ray liotta was perfect as this kind of I say, cipher for an entry into that, that world. Robert De Niro, uh, and, and, and an incredible film. So he followed it up quite quickly with Casino um, because Goodfellas had, had an impact as a self... Well, Nicholas Pileggi was the guy that wrote it um, based on heavily on true stories. So he went straight back into virtually doing the same story with Casino, just moving location and characters not even really moving time zones that much a lot of it was um, associated with the late 60s 1970s and the early 80s and this time around we got um, more fabrication on the characters than we did in Goodfellas where they actually used a lot of the real characters names so Sam Ace Rothstein played by De Niro uh, Ginger McKenna Sharon Stone Nikki Santoro uh, Joe Pesci um these are all made up aliases for approximations of who they really were in real life Nicholas Pileggi wrote it again with um uh, scorsese a lot of people look back on this film i think the main point of this review is a lot of people look back on this film now and regard it as being better than goodfellas and at times i have felt the same and when it came out a lot of the problems that people have with it critically even though it was an un- outstanding film is how closely it hewed to goodfellas um that doesn't matter as much now and scorsese's done a lot of gangster films since goodfellas there was an air of him having gangster films in his filmography when goodfellas came out but like i said mean streets and goodfellas were 20 years apart but then you got casino the departed and recently the irishman all involved in that sort of new york mafia based organized crime world with some irishness thrown into it in the likes of the departed and the irishman Um, casino follows the robert de niro character as a lead this time who is someone that is very good at betting and he does the bookie shops for uh, organized crime and ends up being placed in, I think, the Tangiers uh, casino. So I went to, I went to Vegas last year, and I hated it. I don't even know if I want to go back. But this was the era, and I think that's one thing that it really does celebrate, which is an era of Vegas which doesn't exist. Um, it's become very corporatized. I think there's like three of the main. Um, casinos own all of the casinos in Vegas they're just these giant conglomerations and everything is you know maxed out to get every cent out of you they can but it's it's all got very expensive and it's not like you used to you know you're going to sit down and get free drinks because you're playing a game I reckon COVID put a stop to that because that did not happen when I went um, it was very expensive and pretty cynical um, but this is the era where people who were mobsters would walk into the casino and that whole thing so his friend from home Joe Pesci plays Nicky Santoro who is an incredibly violent sociopath very much close to the character he played in Goodfellas very pretty much identical except he rises to the top of his particular world so he, he arrives in Vegas to help out the Robert De Niro character who's running the, the, not, uh, the entire casino. And all of the casinos were built with hundreds of millions of dollars of loans from the Teamsters Union, and the Teamsters were intertwined with organised crime. Um, we saw The Irishman, which was all about the Teamsters, with Al Pacino playing that character. Um, and they basically use their pension fund to fund a lot of the building of these casinos all of which have pretty much been knocked down by these conglomerations that took over after the 1980s and along the way Sharon Stone turns up as um, Ginger who works um, basically robbing all of the high society clients Um, she's known for her charm and beauty and she's somebody that's really well liked on the strip as a superstar of the strip in vegas and she basically you know she she wants a cut of your winnings she's going to take you around vegas show you a great time but she wants a cut of anything you win so de niro becomes obsessed about her and i guess the main storyline of casino is the love affair between robert de niro and sharon stone and how it is fated to go horribly wrong from the very beginning um she has a a hidden past probably as a prostitute working for james woods who she can't cut out of her life because he brings her the emotion that she needs he 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 understands her better than robert de niro ever will and she keeps running back to him causing a mate not to cheat on de niro but for emotional con- connection which she just doesn't have with de niro he basically says you know i'll set you up for life be my wife and there's there's nothing it's a very contractual obligation and she's a wildcat she she can hold it down for a while but in the end that side of her which is represented by james wood's conman pimp that roams around in the background will always come to the fore and de niro thinks that he's going to become a member of high society so we get a a broadly similar film to goodfellas but one made with a lot more money and class and i think people watch this film now and think that it is better than goodfellas i'm here to say that it isn't and i have felt that a lot um scene on scene you could definitely go toe to toe with goodfellas and in your memory say that it's better the acting from de niro i cannot believe how few oscar nominations he has actually got since the start of the 90s how he didn't get an oscar nomination for this it's a much more wide-ranging role than the one that he played in goodfellas i think the joe pesci character is also more wide-ranging than the one he played in goodfellas again i don't think he got nominated for anything sharon stone did probably her career high and a lot of this film has the most crushing uh, marriage breakdown stuff you'll ever see it's really raw and heart-wrenching and how De Niro didn't get more acclaim for his performance I just don't even really know Um, the thing that is the problem here at three hours long I would say two hours of it is a 10 out of 10 equal of goodfellas but there's a good hour in here that's that's either downtime or repetitious or highly uh, overall there's there was too much when it came out that was redolent of goodfellas and now looking back you have to say that goodfellas did it better there's no scene in goodfellas that isn't iconic to a degree or memorable or propulsive I feel like Casino at times drops down to sort of telenova sort of status where either things are very reminiscent of Goodfellas or repetitive inside the film or go on too long. I wonder whether there is a much longer screenplay for Casino because I don't think that overall it neat like sometimes when films feel feel too long that's because they have left out bits that would have made those parts worthwhile and i wonder if that happened with casino because it's up to three hours long um and i think an hour of it is is downtime in some way or form and and it doesn't have the propulsive nature of goodfellas in that you leave a situation behind and build onto the next it feels like you're in a holding pattern for a lot of the movie and delve back into different things there's a point where de niro's character says how nicky is now the king of uh vegas but we spent the last near hour and a half watching him become you know on the fbi's most wanted list interviewed by the tv networks all the time and you think well why what happened then how if he's into if he's nationally famous at that point how what's happened to make him even bigger like a lot of it doesn't a lot of it feels like it's existing at the same time all the way through whereas goodfellas moves dramatically through different time periods and different eras of their character whereas i feel like this is a lot more in a holding pattern i'm really putting holes in something that is a is a masterpiece of sorts and yeah like i said you know that a lot of the individual scenes here are just magnificent the music which is most memorable from this film um, comes from a Jean-Luc Godard movie called Contempt uh, and it's the one that plays in one of the many brilliant iconic scenes when Robert De Niro goes to meet Joe Pesci in the desert and says you know normally I go to meet him I'm I'm going to come home today I'm going to give it 50 50 and it's got this incredible music it is actually from a different film um I don't feel like, you know, in Goodfellas you can ascribe a lot more of the scenes to the songs that are used, whereas here, less so, I think, a bit. Um, There is an awful lot of it that does feel like the studios come along and say, can you make Goodfellas again for us? It does still feel a bit like that. The scenes that are really good are classier than Goodfellas and the costumes in it are amazing. All the suits and everything are just absolutely stunning. Um, the production do- design is obviously a lot higher in quality. Um, although saying that, everything in Goodfellas, the production design was perfect. It's just a bit more luxurious here. And some of the, um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of um, talking about, you know, the way casinos work and everything, which is really interesting. I don't know if it, it, it's an essential part of the screenplay story-wise, Um, so there's a lot of sort of um, talking through you know how different parts of the casino function and all of that is great but it does drag at times it really does Um, and like i said it feels like you're in the same pocket a lot more than goodfellas where you start as a kid and move all the way through to where everyone's enemies at the end they're almost in that same pocket of the tension between de niro and pesci and sharon stone for the duration of the movie in one stage or another but it's a great film it's it's beautifully shot um everything about it is super classy even the title sequences by sal bass who did virtually every title sequence you'll ever remember is magnificent so um probably be surprising that i'm only going to give casino a nine out of ten and that is because staring at it and watching it and acknowledging the bits i forget which is that there is downtime repetition and similarities which don't necessarily need to be there with goodfellas and a lot of being in the same pocket emotionally which can drag um i'm going to give it a nine out of ten this is kate bush for no apparent reason experiment for